I'm sales team turnaround specialist, Jeremy DeMerchant. And each week I bring sales leaders like you, experts and insights that will help you level up your leadership, motivate like a master, and ultimately crush your comp plan. If it's time to raise the bar on your team's performance, then it's time for Sales Team Rescue. And we're live. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 38 of Sales Team Rescue. I am your host, Jeremy DeMerchant, and uh, I want to quickly just share this into a couple of groups. But today, we are going to talk about um, something that's actually come up for me already in two separate conversations with people in two completely different parts of the world today, um, and that is the topic of posture. So when I say posture, um, I'm not talking about my physical posture, like how I'm actually sitting, because I mean, I guess I could sit up more straight, uh, but posture in the sense of the way that you're presenting yourself, the way that um, that you're coming across to your audience. Sorry, guys, my beard's driving me nuts here today. Um, the way that your audience is perceiving you, but most importantly, the energy behind what you're saying and how you're saying it. Um, so a good friend of mine, Jim Padilla, has a saying that he says, which is, uh, it's not what you're saying, it's who you're being while you say it. And I think that's really, really powerful um, to address posture. Who are you being when you say something? Um, now, I'm going to go one step further and say that what you say does you know, have some kind of impact, right? Um, and when you're talking to somebody about um, purchasing your product, uh, closing a deal, um, and this applies to you, whether you're a business owner or a sales rep or running a sales team, even because even if you're a sales manager running a sales team, this applies. Who are you being? Are you coming across to somebody who um, who is saying, hey, uh, will you please do this for me? And there are certain scenarios in real life where you can say, hey, you know, do me a favor. But that is not the way you should approach most sales conversations or most deals. Okay, You don't want a big deal to be made based on a favor. Um, you want a big deal to be made based on value. And part of the, uh, the biggest piece, actually, of the perception of value doesn't actually come from the dollars and cents of return on investment. It plays a part, but a lot of it has to do with how you present yourself. And I'm not even talking about what you're wearing, although that can have something to do with it. You know, it could have a little bit to do with how your hair is done, but posture is about attitude and confidence. And so I want to give you an example. Um, first of all, when uh, someone approaches you and says, um, hey, uh, you know, I'm looking to sell this. Would you buy it? Right. There's no it doesn't feel valuable. I mean, I'm obviously giving an extreme example here. But let's go another step, actually. Hey, um, and this is actually the conversation I had earlier uh, was helping somebody uh, work on a proposal. or was discussing a strategy for mapping on a proposal. And one of the things that I shared was it's less important about what you're putting in there and more important about how you're feeling when you're writing it, because that's the energy that's going to come through. And the energy conversation might sound a little woo woo and I'm okay with that. I don't care uh, because it's right. It, it doesn't matter it, whether you like the woo woo stuff or not, there's an energy thing there and it does impact it. Cause it's like, if you write an email and you're in a bad mood, 
that can come across. When you write a text and you're in a bad mood, that can come across. And so the energy that you put into something can come through it um, into the other side of the conversation, whether you mean it to or not. And so when it comes to things like writing a proposal, or it applies for sales conversations as well, is your mindset, hey, how do I get this deal? Or on the sales conversation, is it how do I close this sale? How do I get them to a yes? Because if that's the mindset, a lot of people are going to be able to feel it. And it's not going to get you to where you want to go. In fact, when it comes to writing a proposal, this is the discussion I had with uh, with this business owner. Um, it was, wasn't, hey, how do we make this deal happen? Or how do I get you to say yes to my deal? It's, hey, look, we are... we. we as a company, we provide this huge asset. We've got lots of experience. We are the absolute best in class at what we do. And I think we can create a win-win relationship here. So it's not this, and even if you're not physically doing this and coming across and saying, hey, please buy from me, right? Sometimes we think it, oh, I want this deal. How do I make this deal work? And I don't want you to think about that. I want you to think about how do we make it a win-win? Um, I'm actually less concerned about you know if you can make the deal work, but I don't want you to be in the mindset of, I want to, I want the deal. Um, I desperately need the deal. Um, please buy from me. Please say yes. The, like that mindset, you're so attached to the yes. Um, and again, reference to, to my friend Jim Padilla, um, him and I have completely different views on this one topic. Um, I say, don't be attached to the outcome. He says, you absolutely should be attached to the outcome because if you're not attached to the outcome, you don't care about what you're doing. Um, but to give some context around it, his messaging is, the outcome you should be attached to is that you help them make a decision, not the yes. Okay. So we're, we're sort of on the same page just from two different perspectives. And, um, and I, I agree. Like, don't be attached to that, that yes. Don't be, don't make everything all about, I must get the yes in the sale. Help this person make the right decision, help move them in some direction. But if all you want is for them to buy from you, and that's the only thing that's important to you, they're going to feel it and the deal's going to fall through. Because people don't trust someone that prioritize their own needs over the person they're trying to help. They're supposed to be helping. Does that make sense? So I think you should absolutely prioritize your own needs in, in your own life, in your own world. No one's going to look out, look out for you the way you're going to. Um, totally on board with all that stuff. But in a sales conversation, the most important thing is the person you're selling to feels taken care of. And so when you shift your posture from going, hey, can you do me a favor or please buy? Or how do I get them to buy? Right? It becomes about you Ver versus how do we make this deal work? How do I demonstrate my value? How do I show them the benefit to them? And you shift that perspective being all about them. It's not about, hey, how do I make the sale? It's about how do I deliver the value? And, they, and you can't deliver the value until they say yes. Okay, but it's not about you making a sale or closing the deal. It's about how do we take the next steps necessary to make sure you see the result. So, and you've probably heard this if you've watched any kind of sales training or you're in the online marketing space, you might understand this more. But um, there's a difference, and this is just a really great example. There's a difference between seeing a presentation live on stage or in a webinar or whatever and having somebody say, okay, now click here if you want to join versus someone saying, hey, click here if you wish to apply and then we'll see if you qualify. Okay. Now, a lot of people do that uh, because there's actually qualifications that need to be met. 
Uh, some people do it because they just wanted to feel more exclusive and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I just finished a launch with my momentum 120 program and everybody had to talk to me first. There was two reasons behind it. I mean, one, it totally is a posture play where like, I, I need to make sure you're the right fit. So this is an exclusive group and it is though. Okay. So there's only a few people in this group. It's a small intimate group, but two, I needed to make sure that everyone there was a fit to work with everybody else that had already enrolled. Okay. Cause protecting the group is really important, but what that does publicly is it, it makes it feel like not everybody's going to get in. And in my case, they're not. And a lot of cases they're not right. There actually is a, a qualification process in place, but it feels very different. The difference from um, actually another, another conversation that I had in the last couple of weeks was uh, work talking to somebody who was in a situation where, um, their business wasn't quite at the level that I normally work with. And so I could say, look, like we might be able to still work something out, but I need you to prove to me X, Y, and Z or meet these three requirements or guidelines. I don't want to give too many details on a specific situation for privacy reasons, but I wanted to switch it so that it wasn't me saying, Hey, how can we, um, get you in? Right. It was, Hey, look, if we want to move forward, we can make this a win-win situation. But in order to make sure you're ready, to make sure you're going to get the best results, to make sure you qualify, I need to see X, Y, Z from you. Okay. So this is a big deal um, because of how it shifts the conversation, how it shifts the energy of what happens. And today, for some reason, I'm talking about energy, but I guess that's that's the core piece when it comes to posture. Um, and I've got a title this, Posture Makes Perfect. Now, not... You know, you're not, doesn't make you the perfect salesperson, but it's the perfect sales formula. If you're coming from a place of trying to create a win-win, coming from a place where you're confident that what you have will deliver the result, or that the pieces in your process are to ensure that confidence, like making somebody apply to uh, make sure that they fit, making sure that they'll follow through, making sure that they, um, you know, one of the qualifications from Momentum 120 was that you've got a lifetime value of a client of at least a thousand dollars. And not that it wouldn't work for somebody with a lower client, a lifetime client value, but it ensures that I can, you know, nearly guarantee them, okay, uh, a 10x return on their investment because I know I can get them 10 sales. And uh, and if their client value is at least a thousand bucks, that's ten thousand dollars in revenue generated, and that gives them a 10x return on the nine ninety seven investment for M one twenty. So. That's that's part of the reason why I built that in. And I want to challenge you to do the same. Whenever you're you're approaching anything that has to do with um with sales conversations, uh sales proposals, you're writing an email to somebody, and even in your personal life, you can apply this. Where when you approach it, don't think of it as what's in it for me. Think of it as what's in it for them. Because no matter what the conversation is, a sales conversation, a personal conversation, whatever, most of the conversation you have day after day, they're selling. It's a sales conversation, right? In relationship, you're selling people on, you know, your partner on why you want this for dinner or why you want to go here or why this is the, um, you know, this is the new car you want to buy, or you're selling them. They're all sales conversations, and that's a good thing. But when you approach it from what's in it for them, 
in that mindset, you're going to have better success because people don't like to be sold to, but they love to buy. And every time someone agrees with you, that's one form of them buying. They're buying into your idea. They're buying into your methodology. They're buying into your values. And so if you focus on how do we get that, you know, what's in it for them being the main focus of the conversation, because I don't want you thinking about what you get out of it. I mean, you got to keep it in mind as far as the, the bigger picture, but in this specific sales conversation, your goal, your job in a sales conversation is to help somebody move from point A to point B. They get to decide what point B is. And maybe point B is just a decision to not do anything. So that's a, a very real possibility, right? But it's your job to show them what that means, what the result is if they don't do anything. It's not, oh, no, I want the sale. How do I, how do I make the sale? I got to make my numbers for the month. No. It's how do I make the most value in this sales conversation to create a win for the person on the other side because I know the value I can deliver in the conversation can have a huge impact. So when somebody books a strategy session with me, I don't go, well, you know, I I, I really hope that they buy. I go full tilt on what I can do to show them value. And if we create a momentum in there and we identify a next level of problem that I can help solve with an offer, for example, if I meet with a, uh, let's say a VP of sales at a a company, um, they've got a couple of sales managers, a bunch of sales reps, and I'm helping them coordinate, you know, it could be a, a compensation plan rewrite. It could be, um, you know, training programs. It's how do you monitor calls, right? Like we can go through all this stuff, but after we kind of do a blueprint session on how they can get more from their team, maybe they want to bring me in. Maybe they want to help have me come in and help coordinate, train their managers, help map out a process for um, effectively coaching their team, um, create the frequency for how often you should be listening to the call recordings, uh, set the metrics, track the metrics. Uh, how are things built out in the systems and the CRM and, and all these pieces, right? There could be lots of next steps, especially for people that have sales teams who want to add another $5 million over the next 12 months. That's where I come in. Okay. But when I'm in the sales conversation, my first goal is to show them, show them that I can think outside the box, show them that I can think outside of what they're normally used to dealing with. And then if I give them that value, then the next natural step, if I've done, if I've delivered the value in a way that they see that they want more, if they see that I've delivered it in a way to them that their team would appreciate, and that's something that they can't do themselves, then the next logical step and the next emotionally aligned step is to continue to get my support. So that's my approach. That's the way I want you to look at it, is not, not talk about how do I make the sale? Okay, I'm all about tracking numbers and competition and Hey, how many can I get today? Um, And that's great. But in the conversation or when you're sitting down to write the proposal or the email or the text message or make, uh, you know, or reach out and even make a phone call. Focus on what you can do for them because I'm going to tell you, they don't care about your sale. And if you focus on something that they don't care about, you're wasting your time. Focus on what's in it for them. What's the problem? Get clear on the problem you can solve for them and then solve it. And you might not be able to solve it completely, right? You can't solve all the world's problems in a single sales conversation. That's a fact. But if you can show them that you can solve one problem and that you've got the capacity to solve more problems, 
then the next step is getting your support. Okay, guys, so I hope that was helpful. Posture makes perfect in the context of the perfect formula for sales success. Okay, sales is serving. Serve that person on the other side of the phone or in the video or email or proposal or whatever it may be. Don't, um, and even when it comes to objections, here's here's another thing, a little bonus that I'll throw in. Uh, when you're getting objections, when you're getting concerns, don't um, take them in a standoffish way. Like, don't think of them as when somebody says no or they've got a question or concern, that it's actually some form of pushback because it's not. Okay, welcome the questions, invite the questions. Don't be the person that's scared to defend what they're doing. Be the person that welcomes the concerns in the context of what matters to the person you're speaking to. Um, another person I was giving some feedback to today, uh, we talked about closing questions. And um, the question that he had shared was, uh, what, um, I believe it was, um, is there anything uh, stopping us from doing this deal? Something like that. That wasn't exactly it. And the goal was to get, you know, to get to the yes, right? Uh, so I challenged him to say, look, why don't we switch it around? I don't want you to be thinking about making the sale at this level. I want you to be thinking about seeing if the deal you're working on is truly a win-win. So let's switch it up. Let's ask the question, what do you see in the existing deal that might get in the way of this being a win-win? Or what, what in this deal is standing in the way of us making this happen? Right? Get those objections right up front. It's okay. They're not saying something about your product is bad or wrong. They're just telling you it doesn't fit. Welcome that. Get it up front because maybe it actually doesn't matter. But if you're so concerned with going, oh, well, well, com compared to what? Like, oh, uh, you know, what, what is, um, you know, if somebody says, uh, you know, there's a, you know, the frequency of the, the calls that you want to have or whatever, uh, it's not going to work. But it probably doesn't really matter. Right. And if it is, then, then great. Address them. Awesome. You know what? We can change that. We can fix that. We can adjust that. Or, you know what? I understand. And here's a way that we can make that work for you. Right. If we're talking about like live calls for a program, as an example, you know what? I've, this is the time that I've committed to everybody. So I can't make that change. However, as long as you commit to a time the following day to watch the recording, you can get nearly as much value. And knowing that you're not going to be able to make those calls live, if you want to submit a question in advance, I'll answer it so it's there in the recording. Bam, scheduling problem solved, okay? So simple things like that, but you don't get there if you're so concerned about resisting the objections or you're so concerned about making the sale. Welcome the objections, welcome the concern, make the win-win, lead with value. And as long as you're leading with the needs of the other person in mind and confidence that you have the ability to make an impact on them, then you're working with the right level of posture. Okay, guys, so thank you. This was episode 38, Posture Makes Perfect on Sales Team Rescue. I'm your host, Jeremy Demerchant. Remember, if you want your sales team blueprinting session, um, this is a complimentary call that I do with anyone that has a sales team, um, is in the process of building a sales team, you want some support, I want to help you map out the process. Go to salesteamrescue.com. Let me put that up on the screen for my shameless plugs. Here we go. Okay, salesteamrescue.com. Um, book your sales team blueprinting session. And for the replay of this call, previous calls, and to be reminded of upcoming calls, 
go to salesteamrescue.com as well. And we will see you next week right here, 2 p.m. Eastern, every Wednesday on Headspace TV. Again, I'm Jeremy DeMerchant, guys. Remember, get uncomfortable, get results. Cheers. Thanks for joining me. Let's keep the conversation going. You can find more episodes and a link to join our online community over at salesteamrescue.com. If you haven't already, be sure to hit subscribe and give the show a review to help us reach more sales leaders like you. If you'd like our support in creating your own high-performance sales team, book a call with us at salesteamrescue.com.